Welcome to Fishing Friday's radio podcast, where we go behind the scenes and uncover the tactics and strategies top fishermen are using to catch more fish, dominate tournaments, and how you can get those same results. Here is your host, Mike Grady. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dig In Fishing Fridays. I'm your host, Mike Grady. I'm excited today because today we have Matt Becker here. Matt is an FLW series angler from Finleyville, Pennsylvania. He's a fourth wood cup qualifier. In 2017, he is the Costa Series Thousand Island champ. And Matt is the 2018 FLW Tour Rookie of the Year. Welcome, Matt. Hey, how's it going, guys? Well, I'll tell you what, we're looking forward to talking to you here, Matt, and uh, I understand you're down on Toho right now. Yes, sir. We just finished up practice there yesterday, and uh, we got the off day today, hanging out, rigging up, cleaning up the boat and everything, and uh, looking forward to kicking this tournament off there in the morning. What time do you get started? I think you take off around 7 tomorrow. Nice. And the weather's um, good? Yeah, weather's real nice. It's warm. Warming up and uh, fish are coming. So you're in uh, you're south of Orlando. I'm here in Daytona, and I just talked to one of my fishing buddies up in uh, Missouri, and it's uh, it's icy conditions and like 25. <laughs> yeah, can't complain about it. It's it's pretty nice here in Florida right now. I think the high is around 80 today. The sun's out. Not a cloud in the sky today. So it's life is good today. Great great time for fishing. So let me ask yes, you, Matt, sir. tell our uh, listeners, how did you actually get started fishing? Well, my dad got me into fishing, uh, shoot, probably one years old. That's all I ever remember doing. So he got me into it, not so much the, uh, you know, the competitive side of it, but he got me into just fishing, you know, going out every weekend, having fun, catching bass and so that's what got me started in the fishing. I fell in love with it and went from there. That leads me to my next question is, how did you start fishing competitively? Well, I mean, once I fell in love with fishing, I was like, well, shoot, you can make money fishing. I want to do that. So I got into every little local club I could, every local tournament, and just started working my way up the ranks from there. Um, you know, my dad helped me there a bunch. He introduced me into a, you know, a small local family club and he sort of got involved in some lower end tournaments just so I could do it. And once I turned 16, I started, started going off on my own and, uh, you know, built up from there. Can you tell us a little bit about your path from when you started fishing competitively to obviously now you're in the FLW series? Yeah. So, I mean, I started locally there in Pennsylvania, just local Bass Nation tournaments. You know, we got to travel the state and maybe down in a couple other states around the area, more just regional stuff. And I did that till I was probably 20, 21 years old and then uh, started jumping into the FLW BFLs. And I never really had the finances to be able to fish the higher levels, so that's why I started at the BFLs. I jumped into there, and first year in the BFLs, I won enough money to pay my Costa Series entries, so I took that money and paid my Costa entries, 
there, and that would have been 2017. And went and fished the full year of the coasters there, the Northern Division, and I ended up winning an event, and that gave me enough money and enough points throughout my three finishes to qualify for the FLW Tour. So then I jumped in the tour last year, and now here we are. That's a cool story. Well, let me ask you, and a lot of our listeners, you know, really want to hear this, is when you jump up levels, and especially when you get to the level that you're at, what's the biggest problem or or challenge you found in competing at the level that you're at? I mean, it's it's hard to compete against the best fishermen in the world when they're fishing their strength. You know, I'm, I'm from up north, so a lot of the, the lakes down south don't set up the same, so I had a huge learning learning curve there to get up to pace with those guys that have done that the, their whole lives. So it's a uh, it's challenge, but I guess I'm a quick learner and, and learned how to do it fairly quick. I had a successful year. So. so what's the difference between what you found between the northern lakes and the southern lakes? Just how the fish set up on structure and uh they don't really pattern as well up north as they do down south like southern lakes you can kind of call your shot and where you're going to catch one and and northern lakes it's more of finding a spot on a spot so i had to adjust to that and um you know florida especially dealing with cold fronts that isn't much of a burden up north but these bass don't like a five degree drop in temperature, so that that was a big learning curve for me. Well, as you were learning, what's the what's the biggest thing that you've learned that's helped you succeed down here in the south? Um, probably just keeping an open mind. You know, it's uh can't get too dialed into one thing. The fish are always changing, so you gotta be able to change with them and be able to even scrap everything you've practiced and just, just start over during the tournament because um, if you're not catching them, somebody is somewhere and you got to be able to figure out how to catch them or you're going to get spanked. So you just got to keep an open mind and keep trying new things if you're not catching them and eventually you're going to run into them. Well, it sounds like when you go into a tournament um, or a, a particular body of water, do you have a plan when you're when you're going out first thing in the morning yeah i mean i spend a lot of time doing research as far as past tournament results or anything i can find on the internet um looking at maps looking at google or that kind of stuff so i get an idea where i want to start before i'm even launch my boat but um you know that only works out half the time a lot of times you just got to get out there and see the water before you can really figure anything out. Do you have any apps or information sources that you really find are really helpful? Um, as far as doing research, I just do a lot of Google Earth and uh, really just Google in general, Googling bass fishing on that sort of lake, looking at FLW results and that kind of stuff. But once I'm out on the water, I do like to use the Angler app. It is uh, it's an app that tracks your day, where you go. You can mark when you catch a fish, and it pulls all the local weather and weather conditions. If there's a water gauge or a dam, it, it gives you those 
statistics on how much water they were pulling at that moment you caught the fish, wind speed, all that stuff. So you can go back later that evening and, and look at that and try and dial in a pattern and figure out what the conditions were when you were getting bit. Gotcha. Well, as you're setting up your plan and then obviously you get on the water, what's the hardest part about implementing your plan? And then if you figure out, I guess what it comes down to is how long do you stick with your plan before you go, okay, this isn't working. I got to start, you know, I got to freewheel it. Yeah, that's the million dollar question there. I mean, it's, uh, that's the hardest part is figuring out when to pull the plug or keep, keep with it and be stubborn. So, I mean, that's just pretty much you got to feel it while you're out there and see if you're getting a couple bites or, or whatnot. That's a, that's a hard one to just make a generic, uh, you know, protocol for. You got to kind of feel it out while you're out there. We've interviewed some guys that actually are more rigid with their time, but it sounds to me like you're you're more of a go by feel kind of guy, huh? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's kind of how I am because I usually approach a tournament where I want to find where the fish are right now, like not last week, not next week. You got to find where they are right now. So um, that's also kind of helped me not having any experience on some of these lakes, as I just show up like I've never seen it before and figure out where they're at right now versus past experience. Is there anything in your basic plan that you start out with, you know, every morning that is really you've seen that, that's got, you know, helped you be successful? So in other words, something that's common that you do every single time that actually helps you out? Yeah, I mean, probably when I get to the new body water, I'm going to start with uh, a, a moving bait pretty quick, start covering water, see if I can get a bite, and then uh, – you know, once I get a bite or a couple bites in an area, then I'll slow down and really dissect it and figure out why they were there. But I just like to cover a lot of water and, and see see a lot of the lake and, and everything like that. That way you can uh, feel like you, you accomplished something. Well, let me ask you, are you the kind of guy that uh, keeps notes as you're going along or are you just kind of doing it, uh, putting everything in memory? A um, little bit of both. I mean, I I keep a lot of notes in my Lowrance graph. Those new HDS lives are so quick in the processing and everything. You can go in and type in your notes on there, and then you can look at your waypoint, and all your notes are right in there. So that's pretty much how I keep my notes. Um, between that and the Angler app, that's really the only two things that I use to track any information other than my own brain. Gotcha. So what have you learned that's made you better since you started fishing the FLW Tour? Oh, so many things. I mean, it's just a constant learning process. So, I'm, I mean, I try and learn something every day I'm out there. So it's continuing to grow as an angler and continue to learn little tips and tricks and everything. Like, there's so much I couldn't even put it into words. Really? It's oh, so yeah. kind of... You're part weatherman, part biologist, and part magician, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit of everything, and I just go into it as a sponge and just soak up every inf every bit of information and everything I can learn, every lake I go to, and hopefully one day it'll all come together for me. Do you ever get advice from other guys, or 
you know, legends of oh, the Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's one of my favorite parts about it is just hanging around with the other guys, talking, fishing, and we hear other, others' opinions. And that's, that's how you learn a lot of things is just talking to other pros and. Nice. Well, lastly, as we come to the end of our interview, I wanted to ask you uh, the two most important questions to all of our listeners is, what's your most successful fishing secret? Successful fishing secret? Hmm. I'm not sure that I have any fishing secrets. It's just uh, keep a positive attitude, never give up, and uh, just have confidence in yourself and know that you're going to catch them eventually. Nice. I think that applies to a lot of things, um, fishing and otherwise. Absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My next question for you is, what's your most successful or your favorite lure or bait that you use? Hmm. Most successful, as far as winning money, would probably just be a Sanko because you can catch a bass on that anywhere in the country. Um. You know, I, I'm really not a technique-specific guy. Like, I try and be well-rounded and use it all, so I don't really uh, have a certain bait that I'm known for or anything like that. So I just try and catch them on different bait, whatever they want to bite. But you seem to have, you seem to like the Sanko, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat a Sanko. When, when there's money on the line and you need a bite, you can pick up that Sanko and catch one, so... Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what, this interview has been very enlightening, but, you know, there is a business side to competitive fishing. So do you have any uh, sponsors you want to promote or talk about? And do they provide any products? And if they do, where can they get them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, without sponsors, we wouldn't be able to do this. You know, they help help us so much to get out here and fish for a living. So um, Favorite Rods and Dugan Baits, they really help stepped up this year and and helping me out they, they make some great rods and some awesome baits um fisherman central that's that's a tackle superstore so look out for them check them out fishermancentral.com they got everything you might need and they're based out of ohio so all of us on the east coast can get our baits shipped in a couple of days for free so you can't beat that they got everything you might need on their their website, so they're a pretty nice tackle shop. Um, other than that, you know, we got Phoenix Mercury, got the best boat out there, and got that boat from Weedas Marine. They got some of the best pricing in the industry on a bass boat, and that's pretty much it. Um, nice. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, Matt. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you very much. Um, you provided our listeners with a lot of really great information. I want to thank you for being on our show. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, Matt, good luck in the FLW series this year. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Fishing Friday's radio podcast. If you'd like to be notified anytime we release a new episode, just hit subscribe and like this episode. Or... You can subscribe over at FishingFridaysRadio.com. In addition to that, we would love to send you a free gift. You can find that free gift at giveaway.digandanchors.com. Thanks again for listening.